Whoa, wait. Okay. Okay, we're we're good. We're going. Okay, cool. Nice. Um, let's just yeah. What did what is the day? What is the the day brought? Um, today the day has brought um hard-boiled eggs. I boiled no. eggs and Sorry. What? Do you not like them? No, I love them. I was going what to say I made them I made them today as well. I had some <laughs> See, what I realized is that deviled eggs, despite being, like, a special food that you only eat as a treat, are actually, like, incredibly cheap to make, and I have all the ingredients. So I don't care. I don't care what anyone thinks. Egg salad, if you make it yourself, is, like, one of the top-tier foods. It's so easy maybe, to make well. I would maybe not classify it as top-tier, but only because there are so many other mayonnaise salads that are better but deviled mm. eggs are top tier nope and <laughs> i don't i don't understand i don't understand they're very similar it's pretty much the same component almost right yes but if i'm going to chop things up uh -huh. mix them together and slather them in a mayonnaise white vinegar mustard mm -hmm. uh, sauce then i'm going to make chicken salad or tuna salad or potato mm. salad all of which I like better. Okay, that's fine. But that's your opinion. If I want to eat eggs and mayonnaise and mustard and white vinegar in an easy way, then I would simply not chop up the whites of the eggs. And I would make delightful little boats. Okay, you're a presentation type. It's, it's about the presentation. Well, it's, I really can't. I really can't let you... We're going to have to disagree or agree to disagree. <laughs> on I this guess. one I mean everyone's got their own opinion and um you know if you can't handle my opinion then I guess I have nothing to say to you opinions are like orifices <laughs> everyone's got one at least um but they're stinky and nobody wants to see them they're literally just feces come out anyway um what else i got flour and i got yeast but i forgot to get parchment paper but we're gonna just do it without parchment paper um nice gonna, bold bold maybe put some oil on the pan i don't um last time i did it i did it without a parchment paper so i think we're gonna um i don't know we'll see we'll see what what to do because it, it gets so hot that, um, like, you, I leave the Dutch oven in for an hour uh, in the oven so that it's, like, insanely hot. And then um, I put the dough in, and it pretty much, like, immediately hardens. Um, and last time I did it, there was, like, nothing stuck to the, uh, the Dutch oven. That's pretty cool. That sounds like advanced Dutch oven science. It's really fun. I, I really appreciate it. And it's also, like, going to be um, so much cheaper than buying bread. Yeah. Yeah. Anyway. What else did I do? I did a lot of things today. I did um, just boring, just boring things, I guess. I, oh, I gave a presentation that I forgot I was supposed to give, mm -hmm. so I didn't prepare for it at all. It was via Zoom, right? Mm -hmm. And if I prepare for it at all... 
because the presentation was just for us some English 100 students. And I was supposed to be like, this is how you set up an appointment at the Writing Center. You should utilize this resource. Yay, Writing Center. Which, you know, I could I could give speeches about the Writing Center in my sleep, probably. But um, having been caught totally on the spot, I had to just, like, open a new Firefox window and not, like, an incognito one or anything. So people saw that, like, my most frequently used sites are Tumblr and TweetDeck. Nice. Good. <laughs> yeah, it was, it was, it was great. Um, oh, that's, yeah, that's an idea I had. What if, um, you just replace the, the zeitgeist of, like, what's up, gamers, or, like, come on, gamers, grab your gamer, whatever, but you replace it with writer. So now, you, as a professor, or as a, you know, whatever. Writers, you, start your engines. Exactly, be like, what's up, writers? Ready you to know? write? I mean, it's the, it's the kind of cringe thing that people would use, like, way too sincerely on, like, r slash writing. But I feel like I would do that for, like, an English 100 class. Writers because rise up. the point up. of those classes is that, like, is that, like, you know, most of the people in those classes don't consider themselves writers. Mm. So you kind of have to, like... Mmm, okay. Beat them over the head with it semiotically. Be like, you are a writer. Call them, yeah. Okay. Yeah. Which is kind of like, like, a... Kind of a little obnoxious smiley. Um, good morning, everybody. How are you doing today? But you know, that's that's kind of my vibe anyway. <laughs> that's that's fun. That's good. Uh, hmm. Oh. Yeah, I just. Wait. Oh, go ahead. Oh, I just assigned more work to myself because I was in a um, I was in a Zoom call with the professor whose class I'm observing. And I was like, you know, I think it would be something that I could do to really, like, understand the students if I were to write their papers. Like, as in, like, actually write a paper whenever there's one assigned. Because mm. I haven't written an English 100 paper since I was literally 15. So I think it would be, like, a good exercise for me. Okay. Yeah, that, that would be okay. Yeah. And so now I'm going to write a paper next week. Sweet. Um, another one on top of everything else but you know cool uh we should say the date i think it's january 29th 2021 what what kind of podcast do you listen to where they say the date i've never listened to well we're going to get into current events oh Uh, yes that's right your your um your explanation for the record yeah the record i've already had it mantled to me via twitter but so, like, I know what's going on, but why don't you inform our audience? Well, I was going to defend the saying the date also. we can, This can just be a log. This needs to be a captain's log or whatever. And also, the, a podcast where we say the date, that's the other one where me and Joey, uh, we say the date. So, there's that. Okay. <laughs> um, okay. Okay. All right, January 29th. So Wednesday um, was Holocaust Remembrance Day, and on that day, um, members of the subreddit Wall Street... Wait. What? Was Wednesday actually Holocaust Remembrance Day? Yes. Or are you just saying... Okay. I'm not... I wouldn't joke about that. Good Lord. Good God. I just had no idea. It passed me over. Anyway. I, I, I didn't see anything about it. Yeah, it's never forget a dude, okay? 
anyway. Um, <laughs> um, so, so members of Wall Street Bets uh, earlier in the week had noticed that um, members of, of uh, hedge funds had like, they, they had, they, they were attempting to short this uh, GameStop stock because it was, um, it's been going down for like, you know, it's just perpetually going down because it's like a bad company. And, um, uh, judgmental. no, I mean, I don't think there's a single person. I don't even think people that work there are like, this is a, this is a good company. Um, as of, as a gamer, if I have to invoke that. Okay, fine. As someone, as a journalist in the retail trade industry, I think that the death of retail, the slow death of retail, isn't the fault of anybody in retail. It's the fault of... No, I think it's because the employees are lazy. But anyway... But continue. Right. We're... (laughs) um, So what ended up happening is they attempted to do a short, but um, the, the hedge funds had borrowed more stocks than existed for GameStop. So no matter what, they were going to lose money. Um, so what people at Wall Street, Bet, uh, Wall Street Bets did was they decided, since it's, it was like $7 or something, or $17 or something, they decided like, okay, let's just buy the stock so the price goes up and um, the short doesn't work. Um, so the price of the stock has gone to, it's like, it keeps fluctuating, but it's like between like four hundred and three fifty, um, and the I think hedge funds that like there's been like fourteen billion in losses, and it's like predicted to be like four hundred billion or something. Um, yeah, and then like Robinhood, like you can't trade Game GameStop stock. They they started selling people's stocks for them. Um, uh, yeah, so you can't, and then also AMC, people are trying to, sh- um, short block that, I guess, is what I'll call it. Because AMC is also not doing well. No. Right? Yeah. Yeah. Um, well, the theaters are, are shut down, and they just ha- haven't made enough, like, Star Wars sequels to justify their existence. <laughs> they don't own Star Wars, so it's their fault. Do you know what a short is? Should I explain the short, what a short is? The so short is when you um you buy a cheap stock and then you wait for the price to go up and then you sell it back. No. No. No, it's the opposite. So okay, so normally what you do with a stock is you buy it and then you wait. The long game is you wait because almost every single like if if you have a stock in a company that's like not you know whatever. Like, if you bought Microsoft or Apple, it's going to steadily increase over time. And right, then right. you can sell it. You, then you can sell it. Then you can make money. That's the normal. That's how you... Mm-hmm. That's normally how you make money off the stock market, I guess. Um, but... And so, so, like, the reason why that's the most popular way of doing it is you, a stock can't go below $0 and 0 cents. So, no matter what, there's a limited amount of money that you can lose... But there's an infinite amount of money that you can, you know, theoretically make because it, it doesn't stop anywhere. It just keeps going up like infinitely. Um, of course. But so, so the way shorts work is um, you can. So so you buy. So, OK, 
you, you don't buy the stock. You, you have to talk to like a broker and be like, Hey, um, can you look through your like clients portfolios and see if they have, you know, for example, see if they have like GameStop stocks. Cause I'd like to borrow some of them. Let's say I want to borrow a hundred stocks. So he goes through his portfolios. He looks, you know, at his clients, you know, if they have, he scrounges together a hundred GameStop stocks and then he, um, he sells them for you. So now you have the, you know, the money, but you owe him a hundred GameStop stocks. So now what happens is you wait. And if you, if you like, uh, if the price goes down, you now take the money that you made off of the original sale, you buy the stocks back. And if the price goes down, um, you made money, you now have leftover money. Does that make sense? Yeah, that okay. makes sense. I got it backwards. Yeah, yeah, no. Yeah, um, I um, uh-huh. I participate in the stock market at yeah. a um, at a very low level. I had I invested about a hundred dollars. No, I invested like one fifty, and then that like about doubled. And I was like, hmm. Today, like a couple hours ago, I was like, hmm. I think the stock market is, um, I don't trust it. And then I sold my stocks. Okay. Wait, would you, would you buy? Green energy. Oh, okay. Okay. So wait. um, Yeah. Yeah. Go ahead. People, people not trusting the stock market and um, selling all their stocks is what uh, happened in 1929. I'm aware. So I'm just contributing to panic, but also, you know. I want my hard-earned $150. There's, there's more cool things to say about shorts. So, like how I said, when you play the long, when you play the long, you have, there's a limit to the amount of money you can lose, but you can make an infinite amount on your, like, initial investment. But shorts are the opposite. So, you can make, because, like, the, the stock price, again, can't go below zero. So, the amount of money lost on a stock um, it's limited the amount of money that you can make off of it, but you can make an infinite amount of, you can lose an infinite amount of money. Oh, that's so sexy. Right? <laughs> so. <clears throat> I love that for them. Right? Um, so, and then there's like also like, the, there's so many things that can go wrong. So like, for example, if, if a bunch of other like funds or a bunch of other brokers or whatever, like, um, they notice a stock is probably going to go down and they also do the same thing that you're trying to do. The price will now go up because people just bought the stock. And um, if your broker is like really um, finicky, he can be like, um, okay, I'm going to put an end to this. We're going to, it's called a margin call. And they'll just say, okay, actually, I'm sorry, that's not the margin call, but they're in charge of the stock. So they can sell whenever they want. And if they get like, panicked they'll sell it when it you lose money um and whenever you try to whenever you do this whenever you borrow a stock you have to have a margin so you have to have like basically a down payment of money that says if your short doesn't work you have enough money to um recoup the broker um and if they lose too much like if they if you eat the entire margin up they can call a margin call and then that means you have to put more money into your like it means you lose even more money that's awesome yeah i love that so much Mm -hmm. 
Oh, also, if you I'm try rather... to, if you sell when everyone else is selling too, because like other people will try to short it. Um, the is that true? Hold on, I'm trying to think. I watched a whole video on it, and it was just like, this is why shorting is a bad idea. Yeah, it seems like a bad idea. Yeah. I personally do not like taking risks. Right. Well, that's just part of your uh, species, I think. I have a female species. I, you know, I think that uh, I would like to be, I would like to make myself comfortable in the short term. So when I want to throw away my money and never get it back, I simply get takeout instead of cooking. Cool. Or I buy clothes. Nice. So yeah, so right now, guys, what is going on is um, there is now being, like, there's now, like, a huge manipulation from um, a, just a ton of hedge funds working together to try and stop this uh, GameStop and AMC stocks from um, uh, bankrupting their companies. And they're asking for bailouts, I think, last time I saw AMC is like theaters, but they also do like TV shows, right? I think I think so. They do the Walking Dead. Yeah, that's true. The Walking Dead is their big one, but they have TV shows that are like good. Is AMC? Halt and Catch Fire. That one was AMC. Uh, that's the computer one. Yeah, that's the computer one. I only know that from you telling me about it. Is Walking Dead still a show? Dude, I don't know. They probably have some kind of spinoff. Yeah, that's true. But um, everyone on my everyone on my Tumblr dash is posting about the terror, which is also an AMC show. I, I think yeah. you would like, perhaps. I know of it. I think I we've talked think about it. Like it. Yeah, I think we would both enjoy it for different reasons, probably. I know that. I do know that. I know but, what the know type what? of fans it attracts. I'm not saying anything. <laughs> and you know what? I recommended it to my dad also. So. And, and he was like, and we know that I like nautical stuff. I'm allowed to like nautical stuff. Yeah, you, you're I not think a. It's neat. You're not a SpongeBobber, but um, part of the theme song is, if nautical nonsense is something you wish, then flop on the deck, or jump. What is it? Jump on, flop on the deck and flop like a fish or something. Something like that. Jump on the deck and flop like a fish. Okay, well, something like that. That's interesting. Mm -hmm. uh, did you know that SpongeBob as a concept was um, inspired heavily by the Ween album, The Mollusk? That's cool. I didn't know that. Yeah, Ween has this album that I uh, my friend got me to listen to recently because he really likes Ween, and it's called The Mollusk, and it's just a bunch of like songs about. Pods, cephalopods, hmm. all their favorite friends. Nice. I hate the, I think that's the worst band name on earth, <laughs> by the way. Yeah, it's a duo and their names are Dean and Gene. Oh, I thought you said Ween. I was like, what? No, their name is Ween. W-E-E-N. Oh, oh, oh. Yeah, no, it's bad. It's a bad name. I think it's kind of fun considering they're like nerd rock they're Ooh. like um, they're like a nerdier weezer they're like a, they might be giants 
They have albums that have themes, such as Under the Sea. Nope. <laughs> it's like... No, I know. You know how they might be giants. As... I know, I know. I'm just being difficult. Yeah, it's, kind of the same, it's kind of the same vibe. You listen to them and you're like, this was made by some very white nerds. That's why you like 100 guests. Like, as a very white nerd, I appreciate them. That's a hundred gex too. I guess so, but one hundred gex has a totally different vibe. You couldn't put one hundred gex on a children's show, uh, whereas like they might be giants does music for children's shows all the time. Okay, interesting. Uh, hmm. I feel like one hundred gex could do a song for a children's show. Uh huh. They'd have to like write one because they don't have any songs right now. That would be like. That you could air to children. What about? They could do it. You know, like Yo Gabba Gabba. Oh, kids' bot versions of the song about sucking cock. Which song is Money that? Machine, I think. I mean, that's the one with the coffee pasta, but there's nothing in it about sucking. Oh, okay. Maybe I was lied to. Maybe I was gaslit. Perhaps you were gaslit. I think I got gaslit yesterday about grammar. Oh, that's... Oh, one sec. The So I explained to my dad the story of the terror and, like, how the um, the desk in the Oval Office is made out of... Um, wait a minute. It's not... It's from the ship. <gasps> or it's made of the yeah. ship. I think it's from the ship. Yeah. Told him about that. Mm -hmm. So, yeah. Yeah, and you know you know what movie that's a plot point in? Yes. Nicholas National Treasure Two. Wait, the second one? Really? Yes. I thought the it was in the one. I thought it was in the first one, my bad. Nope. They had a ship in the first one, but that was the Charlotte, and in the Charlotte they found the scrimshaw pipe, which had the, the riddle. Mm. Right, right, right. The legend read the stain affected, the key in silence, undetected. <laughs> 55 and iron pen, Mr. Mallet can't offend. God, that's awesome. <laughs> um, okay, I want to talk about Midsummer, which we both watched. Okay, uh, I guess we did both watch it. So if anybody wants to watch Midsummer and have no spoilers, um, just turn off your computer or phone or whatever and don't come back. Maybe, uh, maybe unplug your entire computer just to make sure. Uh -huh. Maybe uh, just Buy, cut off the power to your house. Get a new phone. Um, get a magnet and put it all all around your computer. Um, Go off the grid. Yeah. Okay. I have questions that I don't think... I, I mean, maybe I just wasn't paying attention. Um, I was paying attention. Okay. What was the point of the incest child... Besides, they, they mentioned something about how he's, like, a bookkeeper or something. He was, like, a, a prophet. He was, like, an oracle. But he didn't do anything. Didn't he? That, yeah, but they had, like, a book that he was supposed to keep for, like, the town or something. But why was that even in... Yeah. Why was it even in the story? Or the movie, I guess. Um, they didn't really have any... Like, because... I think they just want an excuse to have, like, a really malformed 
person. Yeah, honestly, I think that's kind of my take too. I mean, Midsummer was good and I gave it five stars on Letterboxd, but I think that part was just kind of put in for shock factor. That bothered me. Kind of like, yeah. I mean, it's to kind of emphasize and undercut just how, um, just how insulated the group is and, uh, how fucked up and evil they are. Um, and, you know, to also give a, you know, a, a plot reason for, um, uh, the, the unlikable boyfriend to do that whole, uh, ritual, the mating ritual. I'm just saying if you removed him, it would have, there would have been nothing... Yeah changed in the movie yeah i think someone just wanted to have him there for shock value that's that one i didn't like that the x-files i didn't like that also was he supposed to be the guy wearing the human face mask who was not wearing pants and killed the black guy probably or was it like because like I, I didn't know if that was a different guy they'd never shown me this human I mean, skin mask before i, I assumed it was him because I mean, He's he's adulpated and he was not wearing pants, but I think it's supposed to be a little bit of mystery. Somebody's wearing a human face as a mask. Ooh. Yeah, it was bad. Crazy. The only the only thing I liked was actually yeah no literally the only thing I liked was the um the guy in the shed who had um his lungs ripped out his back and the flowers on his eyes. Oh, yeah, because you were like, oh, that's a ceremonial thing. The Vikings do it. Well, it was just visually very cool also. Because you saw his lungs inflate like he was still alive. That was visually interesting. Yeah. I think a lot of things are visually interesting. Although I saw a review on Letterboxd that said um, they kind of overdid it with the triangles. I mean, what's next? White marble and snake plants. I don't get it. I was like, because those are like trendy things. It's like a oh. trendy hipster minimalist apartment. Oh, uh, okay. And now I can't get that out of my head. I'm like, every time I see a triangle, I'm like, ugh. Wow, you're so hip. I bet you want a lot of millennial pink clothing. Well, anyway, my review. When I uh. Oh, go ahead. When I see the um the the triangle and the upside down triangle in the Da Vinci Code and they're like this is an animal, the ancient pagan symbols, I'm like, wow, posers. The cock and the pussy. So anyway, my review for Midsummer is not it's not worth watching. My review for Midsummer is that um I liked it, but the people saying it was good for her media are missing the point. What are you talking about? Good for her, her media. Okay, you know, actually, like, that reminds me. Where the woman commits murder and you're like, good for her. No, no, I know. We That reminds me, we gotta watch Wicker Man. It's like Midsummer, but like, I think much better yeah. as a film. Even though it's like stupid. And I actually literally do think it was better. It's better than Midsummer. I believe you. I think nice. that um, I would also like to watch Wicker Man. Cool, cool. Okay, um, I think I also have a media review. Sweet. My media review is of a book called The Marriage Plot by Jeffrey Eugenides. 
it was like $2 at the Half Price Books outlet in my town of Redacted, Kentucky. And it is one of the lesser known Eugenides's. It is um, because Eugenides wrote Middlesex, which he won the Pulitzer for, and then he wrote The Virgin Suicides, which was also like critically acclaimed. And this is just one that nobody ever talks about. Um, it's kind of, it's kind of like The Idiot by Aleph Badumon because it's about, it's about people in Ivy League colleges thinking about big ideas and going to class. Um, but it's also just like mostly about this girl whose boyfriend is a manic depressive because they hadn't invented the term bipolar yet because it's the 80s. And it's like 400 pages long, and I enjoyed it. And then after I'd finished it, I was like, okay, that was kind of fun. Kind of felt like I was uh, watching a rom-com because it was like the main character, her, her, her dad's the dean of a small college, so her family's like rich. She's an English major, and she goes to Brown, and she's like wow, all these edgy Brown University boys are just falling over me. And then there's stuff about both of her, her suitors. One of them, like, goes to Europe and travels around. And then he tries to work at the, uh, the Mother Teresa home uh, hospice place and then gets cold feet because he doesn't want to, like, touch people with bed sores. And, um... I can't tell you the ending, but it was fun. I enjoyed it. It was kind of like cotton candy, you know, because it was all like, she was in English class. Austin. <laughs> I'm almost done with my review. 30 more seconds. All right. You'll have so your like, time. She was in English class and she was reading Austin, but then all the cool kids were reading Derrida and learning about semiotics. And I was like, I love reading about stuff like this because he <laughs> he that's me. Okay, that was my review. Excellent. Solid three and a half stars. The secret history, folks. Eugenides. That's anybody in this book. Eugenides. That's the uh, ancient Greek philosopher that invented eugenics, right? That's the fakest name I've ever heard. That's like a wizard's name. It's a Greek name. I know. Don't be... Actually, no, I will be racist, because if you're Greek, your last name ends with um, Eos, Opolis, Ulos, or Eos. Okay. <laughs> Okay, I'm sorry. No, it's a sorry, don't I'm apologize. European countries. Don't apologize. We've been over this before. I frequently get European countries mixed up. That's true. Do I not? No, that's true. But I'm I'm always very polite about it. You are always very polite about it. But you mm -hmm. don't have to be. You're allowed to roast me for being bad at geography. I roasted you for <laughs> <laughs> thinking that Jolene by Dolly Parton was about Oedipus no, and mom. Misrepresenting me. 
No, it's fine. Well, it's because no, I genuinely... Like, wasn't that the mom in Oedipus? Yeah, I genuinely want you to learn the country names, so uh, rather than discourage you by um, pointing and laughing at you... Um, Maybe I could buy a map. Yeah, that's... There... A map, and then I could put my pop culture posters somewhere else, and then the map would be in the background, and that would be all professional for Zoom. Yeah, um, there is a... It's decided now. There is a store in a city that I have been to um, that I have gotten maps from called the Map Store. And they just sell maps. Okay. I was it's thinking really more like pleasant. ordering from posters.com, um, you know, types of places that sell like Quentin Tarantino Pulp Fiction posters that, and um, Pink Floyd Dark Side of the Moon posters that you can put up in your college freshman dorm to let your roommate know you're cooler than him. Yeah, but. if you'd like to. Sigh. I told you about that. My friend, um, my friend Redacted got me a, um, like, this really, really nice, um, map of, like, the German Empire, and I was like, I don't know. I think it signals things that I don't want to signal, but... It's really nice, and I'm going to frame it. Yeah. Maybe you could put it next to another map. I have, I have so many. I have so many cool maps. I have a map of, um, like, it's like a medieval map, so the buildings are, like, sort of drawn of Madrid. Oh, those. Yeah, I have one of it Madrid. It little creatures in the ocean. Mm-hmm. Except, yeah, the, not in the ocean. Just, it's Madrid. And then I have a map of um, the Southeast United States in like 1815. Yeah. That's cool. That's, that's, because... you get specialty maps at this store. Because I live in the Southeast United States. Doxed. Doxed. I said I live in the Southeast United States. I didn't say where you lived. You've been doxed, I'm saying. Okay, I've been doxxed. Um, but it's cool because, like, some of the cities don't have the same names as they do today. So, like, you look through it and you, uh, like, oh, Atlanta is called Terminus. Hmm. Terminus? Mm hmm. Because it was the end of the. It was the end of the railroad line, I think. Oh, that's. That's interesting. Yeah. I have also lived in places that were named for. Uh, the spot they occupied on railroad lines. Oh, that's right. Vaguing. We're yeah, vaguing. Only true um, people that are allowed to know our identities of, will understand. Speaking of um, vaguing our location, I've been looking through my, my training handbook for um, Redacted Cave and Nature Park. Nice. Which I will be a park guide at this summer. And... Um, it's got all this stuff about Civil War history and um, the place, the uh, role that our town played in the Civil War. I think they said the town is more pro-Union than it actually was. Um, but it's interesting and there's like, it's a really thick handbook. So there's a bunch of like um, diary entries from... Civil War soldiers who like camp there at the cave. Cool. 
That is so dreadful and actually makes me very upset and, like, sick. Because I think that's going to happen as long as it's, like, as long as it's, like, socially or culturally, like, um, like, uh, I don't know what the word is. Because I think that happened with the Revolutionary War, too. It definitely happened with, um, France, um, post-war, uh, immediately, the decades afterwards, there were, like, a deluge of movies that were, like, everyone in France was part of the French Resistance, everyone hated, everyone wanted to blow the Nazis out with dynamite and stuff. Um, did, did I, am I making sense what I'm saying? Mm -hmm. Yeah, yeah. No, I think that, um, I mean, I'm just speculating there because I'm like, this is the South. Like, oh. a, a thoroughly red state. I'm, so that's just thoroughly my speculation. I think Kentucky... Um, I don't mean to slander the good name of um, Redacted Taven. Yeah, I think Kentucky was um, part of the, like, the Kansas, like, border zones. Um, where there's like a lot of guerrilla fighting because it was like a split uh, region. So uh, even if, yeah, because it, it is like quote unquote south, but it's like also not, it's like just below the Midwest, I guess. Yeah, I feel like the north and south just like, it's so confusing if you don't live in America. I would tell people in England I was from the south and they were like, oh, like Texas? Mm -hmm. I was like, no. They're like, so like Texas? Sort yeah. of. Okay, kind of like Texas, but like to the right and then up. I think a lot of places are sort of like that also. I think England, I still am like, I understand the general south is the cultured industrial area. And then the north is the um, cowboy grits, um, lasso, yeehaws type, type of Scottish zone. Famously, the British love grits. And then Wales is to the Wales is to the west, and East Anglia I think have funny accents, and they're to the east. And then there's Cornwall, yeah. and come on, guys, you can't even get into that. Yeah, because there's a wall made out of corn. <laughs> I almost did my um my linguistics project when I was studying abroad. I almost did it on the history of place names around Cornwall. That'd be cool. Because I didn't know what else to do the project on. I was like, sure, I might as well do this. It seems straightforward. And then I got my brilliant idea to download like a full gigabyte of old YouTube comments and do some corpus linguistics. I'm backing off on the like, Engl I hate England. England sucks. I'm, I'm... It's kind of a played out joke. Mm -hmm. It's like it's like English people saying they hate America. We both have very imperfect governments. I yeah, that's I'd I'd say I have come from a different place. I think the English government is like shockingly the worst in the Commonwealth. Um, but like I think the people are good. Yeah, the people are fun. If they like their, you know, I mean. Well, we don't know if they. You cannot judge an entire country on one smack bar and pay wet. <laughs> That's true. I really, I, I, that really is, and I don't even hate that anymore. It's just sort of like a, like I'm praying for them when I hear about the types of foods they eat. 
I'm not of I'm yeah. not even I'm not even angry. I'm just sort of like I'm just hoping. Yeah, yeah, you gotta they gotta hang in there. I went to the um I probably told you about this. I went to the American food section of my local Asda when mm -hmm. I was in England. And um the American food section had like all these brands that you know, obviously I'd never seen before, but it was like they had big American flags on the labels, and then um, it was just like jars of hot dogs in water. Nice. Yeah. I like that. Yeah, I mean, hot dogs in water is pretty much what you buy at the grocery store here, but we don't put it in jars. Wow. We put it in plastic, like good Americans. Society much? Hello? Oh, <laughs> society much? Oh, story time. Mm -hmm. uh, or today. Um, I'm in a Zoom call and my sister started texting me and she's like, help, I have to write a book report on the book I was reading, like my free reading book for English class. Um, for context, she's 15. Mm -hmm. So she's in high school and they do things like that. Um, and she's like, but the book I'm reading is 1984 and I don't know what to write about it. And I'm like, oh. well, obviously it's about Donald Trump getting his Twitter deleted. Um, that's what it's about. But um, we had this long conversation and... I was like, it's about totalitarianism and, um, you know, the daily life of living in a, living in a society. And she was like, I just don't know what to write. Yeah, no, I agree about the, I also love tech Silicon Valley corporations. You're right. Um, I never said I like Silicon Valley corporation. I was making a funny joke to my sister. I'm sorry. I'm not joking. I'm literally um, best friends with Mark and uh, Elon and um, Jeff and I don't know. It's people I can't I'm even sorry. name. You your sensibilities. Yeah. I'm, offended your sensibilities. I literally and, need to go to um, my... I, I honestly... What I've already said this, but 1984 is like it's very good for school and teaching people about things. Um, but Brave New World is the actual, like, undefeated champion as far as dystopian, like, books go. I, I actually can't I recommend it Brave enough. Yeah, Brave New World's the actual best one. I'm afraid that you'll read it. Yeah, I'm afraid you'll read it and you'll be like, yeah, that fits. But it, it is actually, like, the best. I got like halfway through it like two years ago. Okay, cool. It's like a tiny little book. I'm, I'm just, I'm just disorganized. Uh huh. I it's... think the best dystopia is actually um the Divergent series <laughs> of young adult books, of books for young adults. Um, I think that in the future we're all going to have our entire identity based on a um a vocabulary word from based prep book. Yeah, I think we're all going to um, get to go on fun adventures, and it's going to be super cool. We're going to Myers-Briggs ourselves into careers. I would love to be Myers-Briggs into a career, because they would, every single Myers-Briggs test I've ever taken, and every, like, um, equivalent test has been like, you seem like the kind of person who would be an English teacher, you should be an English teacher, and I'm like, wow 
Because I am full of enemies. Doxed once more. Listen, all my Groiper Magapedes out there. Dox this person. We, you know what? Also, I just okay. realized we're 50 minutes in. We didn't mm -hmm. say our names. I know well, this we is... can't be doxed if they don't say our names. All right, that's true. But I wanna, I wanna build a relationship with our our loyal fans. You know. I want them to be drinking. Uh, seems kind of seems kind of parasocial. Yeah, it is kind of. definitely. I, I'm being trying to like train a um, uh, paramilitary. <laughs> no, I'm just kidding. <laughs> yeah, I uh. No, it's fine. Wait, what's my name? You're gonna fake name? I forgot my fake one. I think it's Taylor. Oh yeah. They can call me Taylor if they if they choose. I'm just not gonna give my name. Actually, yeah. I don't well, like having a name. What I'm about uh? Down with these labels. I don't like. Oh. Them the no, this is perfect. Make up uh, make up your Middle Earth like, you know. Orc wrist. No. Okay, fine. I'm not being an orc. I'm not being a hobbit. I didn't say orc. I said orc wrist or like the, you know, the biter, the goblin cleaver. Oh, right, right. Yeah. The, the, those little um epithets. Yeah. Well, I just simply do not think that I have come to a point in my character development yet where I can choose an epithet by which to be named. I just remembered the horrible one you said. I actually... Yeah. I would say it. Thank you. You'll, you'll get doxxed. I think, I think they'll know exactly who I'm talking about. Everyone in my um oh I joined the Discord server of like some Tumblr mutuals and we do like writing group stuff. That's cool. And then everyone in the server is talking about this book called Enter the Aardvark by Jessica Anthony. And I think I'm gonna go over to Barnes and Noble after we're done podcasting this and buy it. That sounds like a quirked up book. What's it about? I think it's about like apparently it has taxidermy in it. So I'm I'm intrigued because you know how I am about taxidermy. Yeah, that's quirked up. Yeah, exactly. I'm like I'm gonna read a little quirked up book over the weekend. <laughs> I'm gonna write an essay for English 100. Um, I'm gonna I'm gonna cook I'm gonna cook that ham. I'm gonna have a productive weekend. Nice. It's all going according to plan. It's all going. Going according to uh, what's the Japanese word for plan? Keikaku. Keikaku. Yes, it's all going according to that. <laughs> okay. Yeah. I have a question for you because not to dox us further, but we took that anthropology class together. Oh, God. Yeah, yeah. And, okay, do you mm. know if it was in that class that we read Body Ritual Among the Narasema? I don't. Nakarema? I know what you're talking about, and I remember it from fifth grade. Our teacher read it to us. I don't okay. remember if we did it in anthropology. Um, if we, if it was assigned to me, I didn't read it because I remember it. 
It's the Nasarima no, or the Asu. Right? It's the Nasarima or the Asu. Right, it, it... What's Asu? That's like oh, the alternate. Said, yeah. 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 We, uh, we, um, we, the, one of the college writing classes that I'm observing, helping out with is, um, was reading that for a class thing. Mm -hmm. And I was reading it and I was like, I know this is just satire and I know this is just like a, a satire of the field of anthropology, basically. Um, but it actually kind of goes off and makes some points. Like what? I wrote one down. The fundamental belief is that the human body is ugly and that its natural tendency is to debility and disease. Like, oh, okay. I, I, I feel attacked, you know? Like, that is our whole culture. I don't... I'm sorry. It, I've... I've ne yeah, I'm sorry. <laughs> I don't... Uh, I it's don't... not like I personally feel attacked. I think it's just like a... Um, because I personally think that I'm immortal and I'll never die. But I think that, like, if it's, like, such a, a damning attack on our culture, not to be all we live in a society, but I don't know if you were, I don't know if the guy was trying to make points or not, but he made points. That is a point, I guess, but that's sort of, um, I don't know, that's one of those things where it's, like, I guess if you're susceptible to, to I guess, rhetoric or whatever like that, I don't know what to say except that I, I don't feel um I don't think I've ever felt like that in general okay maybe in middle school but like I don't feel ugly or um weak or other, other words all right well then I guess when I write a personal essay and it gets published in like the cut or something and I get very famous off of it then that'll just be my personal essay on the body and not your personal essay yeah. Great. I always go ham for that in like liberal arts classes, and it's a, it's a, uh, it's a cliche at this point to be in a liberal arts class or a, uh, or a literature class and be like the body, or I like how you compare the body to something else. Hmm. But I do go ham for that. I'm fully into it. I think my recommendation to anyone out there who feels ugly and weak um, or sick or whatever, I would say do like just do some sort of like physical activity um, per like consistently and push your limits to the point that you're now doing things that are like, you know, you're, you're seeing progress and you're like, wow, that's. That's incredible. My um my recommendation to anyone out there who feels ugly or weak or sick um would be to simply stop. You should just stop. Because yes, ideally that, but also if you're susceptible to that, um, training your body to do cool things is a great like reminder that you're cool. Your body's cool too. Are you? Are you talking at me here? No, I'm not. I'm talking to the people. Okay. I'm talking to the people at home. I would never. That's Imagine. such a... That's such a... Um, Rude thing to say to someone who's... Yes, actually, like, to their face. To their literal face. So maybe you should apologize to our audience. 
I think we mm. both owe our audience an apology, an apology for telling them to. No, stop. they're tuning in because they worship me. So it's like you know whatever. Um. Mom sent me this soup recipe yesterday, and I was like, oh, this looks good. I might actually make it. And then I had this dream last night that I was walking through Whole Foods looking for all the ingredients for the soup, and it required all these things. Like, you had to have, like, it was mostly a chicken soup, and you had to have a whole chicken carcass, but you also needed, like, buffalo meat and, like, a bunch of different types of cheeses. Cool. And, you know, fresh herbs, vegetables. And I bought this little basil plant, right? Mm-hmm. You know how they sell those in grocery stores? Mm-hmm. Little basil plant, so you can take it home. And when you need basil, you just cut off some fresh basil, right? Mm-hmm. Except, except all the basil plants have been like, the roots have, the roots, the stalks have been sprayed down with battery acid so that they can't grow anymore. So that you have to keep coming in and buying more basil plants. Jesus. I was like, wow, what a great business strategy. Mm-hmm. Society mode. Oh, I meant to. Okay. Yeah. I, am I stupid for not knowing what tapas is? Is that something that you're. Tapas.io. I don't know what that is. Um, you know, I feel like I feel like it's a comics thing, like itch.io. Oh, comics. no, no. T A P A S, like food. Oh, I was thinking of the. Uh... I was thinking of tapas.io, which is a, a comics thing. Okay. Yeah, no, I don't know what that is either. I And, like, I was like, oh. So I, I did a little Googling and stuff. It's basically just, like, Spanish-style charcuterie. Oh, um, yeah. But it, the, the concept is that when you go to a bar in Spain uh, and you order a drink, they just give you tapas. If we're, it's, like, included in the price. And it's usually just like olives yeah, or yeah. yeah. Well, so so what I wanted to say was one of them was um uh man like because we were talking about halloumi fries before. One of them was this guy sliced yeah. um manchego cheese, um put them in breadcrumbs, and like breaded them and then fried them. Sounds good. That sounds fun. Yeah. Um. They do the same thing in Italy, but instead of being called tapas, it's aperitivo. Hmm. Nice. Yeah. Yeah. Charcuterie, little olives, maybe some tapenade. Am I crazy? Or is charcuterie on? Is it king right now? Is it? Is it? Uh, what's I the word? I think it's been on the rise for a while. It's yeah. trendy. I think I think just because it's like takes zero skill, you don't cook anything, you just sort of buy everything and set it out. And it's like also are European. You are you demeaning the art of charcuterie right no, now? No, I love charcuterie. I just think if you don't if you just buy every component, I think um you know, I'm I'm gonna spit on it. I'm gonna spit all over it. Okay. Just um... kidding. Yeah, no, I think charcuterie is, you know, if it's popular, that's good, actually. It's kind of like, it's good for entertaining because, you know, everybody's got some kind of food allergy these days, and everybody's, Uh-oh. you know, like, vegetarian or something, and if you make a good charcuterie board, there would be something on there for everyone. Hmm. 
you know, got some grapes, got some crackers, got some, some nuts and seeds. When the charcuterie board is out, I'm I'm going after fruits when the charcuterie board's out. I'm going after a good balance of everything. Yeah, I like, like something fermented, a little protein, a little fat. See, and when I told you about the plowman's lunch, you were like, oh, is that just like a freaking like beer, bacon, whiskey type, <laughs> you know, deal? Um, no. You literally, you literally took charcuterie and then put the word man in it. Oh, my God. You don't understand anything about history. No, the cheese board of England, this is not a joke. The cheese board of England in the 70s um, pushed to be like, this is called Plowman's Lunch. This is what Plowman's ate and eat. And um, it, it was like, it's like bread, cheese, onions, pickles, um, tomatoes, um, and then like ham or something. And, Brits uh, love putting tomatoes in places that I would have not expected to have tomatoes. I think they have the right idea. I don't have anything wrong with... Um, yeah, yeah. Yeah. So, yeah, and yeah, sometimes they include... A... They... Oh, go ahead. If you get a full English, they'll include a grilled tomato, and I don't know how they grill them, but they're really good. That's... We have to give it to them. The English for the full breakfast, we yeah. have to give it to them. Mm-hmm. The full English is a work of art, beans and all. <laughs> yeah. The plowman. That was like the first thing my. Yeah. When I got back from England, that was the first thing my little sisters asked me. They were like, "Did you eat beans on toast?" And I was like, "Yeah." And yeah. They were like, you disgust us so much. How could you? <laughs> That's awesome. Yeah, I'm thinking. Uh, I'm thinking it's basically Hobbit food. Mm. My favorite aspect of yeah, the charcuterie, um, the charcuterie style is the um, putting things together yourself. Yeah, exactly. You get to mix and match. You yeah, combinations. I do it's like, like that. an ice cream bar, but savory. Mm-hmm. I feel like I'm. Uh, yeah. It's like, um, I don't know. What is it? Have it your way, where a kid can be a kid, all that. It's like Lunchables. Yeah. What is Lunchables tagline? I don't know. <laughs> I never had Lunchables. I Animal. Had, um, I had graham crackers with peanut butter. Which was not even all that healthier. It was just cheaper. Nice. I've. I hated graham crackers with peanut butter. Oh, um, I was well, like, this I'm... is a, this is not a lunch. This is a snack. Actually, that's a great point. Um, the lunchables, like the adult, <laughs> adult charcuterie lunchables. Have you seen those? Mm -hmm. Yeah, I've seen those. Insane insanity. Absolute insanity. Yeah, I think, um, I guess it's an okay snack, but it's just like, I don't know, I, as a child who is given Lunchables, I don't know if that's, I don't know, I'm a, I'm a human being, I have a soul, I have a spirit, I have dreams, I have goals, I don't want to be eating out of a little Lunchable thing. Yeah, 
I don't know what the original tagline was. It's Lunchables Lunch Combinations. <laughs> and then uh, on their Facebook header, it says Never Too Old, but in like a pixel font. And mm. it's all like retro gaming, 80s, nostalgia. You yearn to live in the past. Nostalgia mode 100. You do want a new Harry Potter series. Daniel Radcliffe wasn't enough. You need more. Uh, yeah. I love... Oh my god, my family. Uh, huh. we, we have... We have this, um... What is it called? God dang. Oh, Trivial Pursuit. We have a Trivial Pursuit. Yes. Have I told you about this? Perhaps keep talking. I think for I think it was last t or you know Christmas twenty twenty no Christmas twenty nineteen. Mm -hmm. um, we got a um, Trivial Pursuit Harry Potter edition, so it's all questions about Harry Potter, mm -hmm. and I am so bad at it. I, I'm the worst <laughs> in my family at it. It's so infuriating, and like. And, like, I've complained enough at this point, and I'm like, can we please just play normal Trivial Pursuit? Because I know I could, I could like, you know, not feel like a, a, a stooge. And my sister, who is very up on Harry Potter stuff, is, like, you know, teasing me about it. It's so, it's so infuriating. I hate it so much. Yeah, so... My family got that same thing this this Christmas. Mm -hmm. And, you know, I allowed myself a relapse into a Harry Potter phase because it's like, yeah. you know, I, I do not. It's a family game. JK's a turf and I don't like her, but, you know, it's a it's a family piece of media and we all know. Guys, I think she's just saying that about JK Rowling. I don't actually know. Hmm. Anyway, so we played it once and it was like nobody was getting any questions wrong at all. Huh. Like, all of us knew everything. Oh, wow. So the game was over in, like, ten minutes. That's that's really good, and that's really cool. Yeah, although the one we have, I don't know about yours, was based on the movies and not the books, which is kind of annoying. Um, let's see. I think... I mean, I guess... I don't know. I feel like it was both. I feel like it was... Does it have, um... It's, like, four pieces, and they're each, um... Like, metal pieces of each... Hogwarts house. Oh, dude, no, we did not have that. Uh, what we have is just like an expansion pack that we play with our that we use with our oh. Trivial Pursuit board. See, we don't we even. Have, um, yeah. Go ahead. Yeah. See, we have Trivial Pursuit from like the eighties. Oh, that's right. And then we have Millennial Trivial Pursuit, which has like the Twitter logo and Pinkie Pie. What is the, uh, the front of the game box? What is Flappy Bird? Yeah, it was like it was like an inside joke with us when we got that that like pretty much every question could be answered with Mark Zuckerberg. <laughs> it was just the answer to a lot of them. Yeah. And I... then um Yeah, and then the uh now we have the Harry Potter one. Yeah. Although they all follow slightly different rules, so it's kind of difficult to just like I would like it if we just shuffled all the cards together, mm. and then it was like, oops, it's a Harry Potter question. Got it. Oops, it's a question about some sports thing you've never heard of from 1920. I would, I would kill for that system, because it's like, okay, so yeah. one of, so here's one of the cards, it's like, 
famously ridiculous. I, I know the answer because I got this card multiple times. And whenever it comes up, everyone at the table laughs because it's like a ridiculous question. No one should ever ask it. Um, and it's like, oh, what is the damn guy? It's like Cormac. What, um, what is the name of Cormac's uncle? Cormac McLaggen. Thank you. What is the name of Cormac's uncle that he goes hunting with? And it's in one scene of the movie, and I guess in the book too, where he's talking to Slughorn and he's like, oh, my uncle Tiberius and I went you know, hunting in the wherever is, you should come with us. It's insane. It's that insanity. That definitely more of a plot point in the book. I hate to, like, I really am ashamed of, like, my, my like, extensive knowledge, but I've only read the six, I've only read the six book, like, maybe two or three times. As okay. opposed to the rest of them. And there's, like, all this stuff where um, Professor Slughorn is having, like, the He's having these parties. With I know. I've read the books, too. I read the yeah, books, too, but it's, like, it isn't that important. It really is not. The name of the uncle yeah, is like, mentioned once. Yeah, but I feel like it was mentioned at least multiple times in the books when, like, in the movies, throwaway lines like that, you're not supposed to even hear them. Those movies are designed to be understood by, like, a child with, like, who's, like, still in the critical learning period and hasn't, like truly learned english yet i read each book once before um i don't remember seventh grade maybe no definitely like sixth grade and then i read game of thrones have i told you the story of my traumatic harry potter upbringing yeah <laughs> i don't know if you want to reveal this um sore spot to the the people i feel like i feel like this is a specific trial and tribulation that specifically only my family went through okay but my my catholic mother mm -hmm. you know to to shed some to shed some background and some some explanation for her motives uh you know the harry potter books were like at the peak of their popularity when i was in the third grade and I was like, I want to start reading them. All the kids in my class are reading them. And she was like, I don't know if you're ready to read them. And she eventually let me read, like, the first two books. And then she was like, you have to wait to read the rest. Mm -hmm. Letting yeah. me know that she bought the hard copy of every book as it came out. So we had all these That's... big, beautiful hardcover books lined up on the shelf, as does every American family. Except for, like, the, the fundy, the latest ones. And, um, we were like, we were like one step to the left of not being able to read Harry Potter. We were allowed to, but just barely. If you, if someone's and, listening and they're a fundy religious person, just know that I don't, I'm not hating on you. It's, um, you know, she's out of control. She's going, she's going, she's going, um, loose cannon right now. Yeah, I'm filled with euphoria. I love science. <laughs> anyway, um... I'm not a professional so, quote writer. <laughs> That's... Every summer after that, I was allowed to read one singular Harry Potter book. And this culminated in me not realizing what an embarrassing thing this was to reveal to someone, telling some boys in my sixth grade robotics team that I wasn't allowed to read the, Harry, the seventh Harry Potter book yet. 
and they proceeded to like chase me around the hallways after school threatening to tell me spoilers and i locked myself in the bathroom that's obnoxious you should have had a you should have had a gun this was this was famously <laughs> famously american public schools love it when their students bring guns to campus mm -hmm. it's it's allowed in fact it's encouraged well i'm just saying yeah. teachers don't do anything about bullies spot. so that was a sore spot with me for for many years Oh, they weren't bullies. They were my friends. No. We were chums. We were mm, you needed a weapon, it sounds like. Yeah, <laughs> I did. I needed something. I, you know, I was too young to weaponize my femininity. Too old to weaponize telling the teacher. It, yeah. it, it was a tough time. I, I always do get a kick out of those, um, those like, um, female self-defense, and it shows, like, 15 different like moves you can do to stop an attacker and it's like it they it like if you just look at them for half a minute it's like this would never work if you're fighting someone that's like uh, unless you're like trained in like i don't even know i don't even know what the martial art is but it's like the one where it's like um you use your own your opponent's uh like a force against them or like you know that might not even be real but um, I, I just, yeah, PSA to the, PSA to the people out there to get some sort of weapon to defend yourself. Well, I, wait, what about the, the one that's like, you have to twist your wrist in the wrong direction so that you're, so that like, when they grab your wrist, you like pull out of their thumb instead of trying to twist against the whole like strength of their hand is that one fake because i uh, definitely learned that in like an irl self-defense class at uh, the redacted community center if the if someone is grabbing you and you do some sort of like if someone grabs your arm and you do some sort of like flip trick or whatever um he's good there you're going to get you know tackled or like flip trick as like this is where you should direct your force when you try to get out of their grip okay i don't know i'm it's just like because then then what do you do what else do you do you just run i guess i don't know yeah you, you um activate your your like a uh, light and sound maker that you keep on your keychain for events such as this i hate that i need to we need to arm Everyone needs to be carrying some sort of truncheon or, um, like, yeah. Yeah, we've had this conversation. Yeah, we've had it probably. That self-defense hmm? self class was really fun for me because I was, like, really mad. I was, like, really angry. Cool. I don't know what was going on at school. I was, like, mad at one of my friends or something. Okay. And I just, like beat the hell out of the mannequin and the dude was like wow nice you really seem to have some kind of pent-up anger and i was like that is correct nice yeah all right we are at one hour and almost 15 minutes 13 that is correct 14 minutes so i think we should sign off yeah do we have um, socials? Are our listeners following our socials? I'm not putting, I'm not putting mine. 
I don't have anything for these people to follow me on that I want them to see. Not that I'm a freak of nature or whatever, guys. It's just, I'm a lurker. That's fine. Follow my Tumblr. I'm not telling you what it is, but you should follow it. <laughs> yeah, I agree, I actually. Oh, that's true. We need a, a name. Of the yeah, we have to have a name, and we also need um something that people can call us. Um, you can call me Taylor. You can call her girl one, girl member. Girl number one. Girl number one. Yeah, I'm imagining like this pops up in a movie script. Girl number one approaches parentheses, quiet, unassuming, doesn't know how pretty she is. <laughs> Wearing glasses because she's hideous. Has long, um, yes. has long like a uh, bird's nest hair. Has like, um, what's ugly? What else is ugly for a '90s person? Wearing, um, wearing clothing that covers their entire body. Oh, all ugly '90s fashion is in style right now. Uh, braces. Let's do that. Braces also. Mm -hmm. Hideous. Yeah. Hideous boils popping all over their face. Monobrow. Absolutely. Uh, yeah. But then when you take the glasses off, guess what? Turns out I was a supermodel the whole time. <laughs> I bet you, I bet you look so stupid right now. You, you, you think I was ugly, but it turns out that I was just wearing glasses. Mm -hmm. Remember, women with glasses are just women without glasses with glasses. Oh wow. Well, if we're talking, That's our message for today, folks. if we're just if we're describing our physical appearance i'm a centaur and i'm um roan the color roan i have a long okay. uh black braid down my back and i hold a uh short horn bow and i have a quiver slung over my shoulder you perhaps like wear an eye patch of some sort hmm or do you need the depth perception for your archery oh you know what what <laughs> don't 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 um no this isn't an eight this isn't an old <laughs> no i told you my you know character preferences when i make them in rpgs so now i'm getting now i'm getting doxxed no this is a youthful centaur this is um i don't even know anyway yeah guys look up uh cool centaurs and and stuff <laughs> I don't know how to end. Okay, signing off. All right, see you.